Good afternoon and welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, most but not all crops in East Central Saskatchewan have been harvested. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry Shepherd at 306-352-1866. Filling in for Jim Smully this week, this is Ryan McNally. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast, mainly sunny with increasing cloudiness in the afternoon, the high minus 10, the low minus 12 tonight. Tomorrow, light snow with a high minus 6, low minus 12. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of minus 10. Monday, sunshine with a high minus 12, the low minus 17. And Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high minus 4, the low minus 11. Normal high for this time of year is 0 degrees. Normal low is minus 10. The sun rose this morning at 8.02. The sun will set tonight at 5.22. Around the province, Estevan and Prince Albert both at minus 14. Saskatoon Swift Current both at minus 12. Weyburn minus 13. Yorkton minus 11. In Moose Jaw, drifting snow, wind south at 35. It's minus 12. In Regina, mostly cloudy, wind south-southeast at 25. Gusting to 35, it's minus 13. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougalauction.com. Good afternoon. USDA slightly lowered corn and soybean production and yields for the 2018-19 crops in the November World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates and Crop Production Reports released on Wednesday. Neil Townsend is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. He says the trade pays close attention to the new November USDA reports. Because it can have uh, some final uh, you know, iterations about the U.S. crop production and probably a better, a better read on what's going to happen. We have a few months of exports behind us of usage and then also like the final kind of production numbers for uh, corn and soybeans can, can kind of get iterated. And then we saw that with... Uh, some reductions in, uh, you know, the yield for both corn and soybeans in the U.S., but some iterations of their uh, usages that, you know, ended up increasing soybean ending stocks. So that was a little bit of a negative in the report. Domestic soybean ending stocks in the United States were projected at 955 million bushels, up 70 million bushels from last month's projection due to a projected decline in soybean exports. If you're building the computer that reads the numbers uh, when it first comes out, you know, it's going to say, oh, the yield went down, that's good. And then, oh, then the computer hits the number of like the exports were reduced and then you get that 955 million bushels. That's a big obstacle to a widespread market rally. It, it, it just, it's kind of something that, you know, whenever you start feeling good about something and prices start to go up, it's just a reminder, it's an anchor to just say, oh, 955 million bushels of uh, U.S. soybeans. And, and it's an anchor for basically all of the crops, like corn, wheat, soybeans, because it dictates really like acreage distribution like people are going to be looking for other alternatives besides growing soybeans so does that mean more corn does it mean there'll be more wheat uh you know does it drag down canola a bit so it's a it's a big hurdle to overcome usda says global corn ending stocks for november are 307 million metric tons up from 159 million in october stats canada released a new report yesterday evaluating the agency's field crop reporting series and my first thought is like you know good people at uh, statistics canada they're they're trying their best i would question some of their methodologies i i think like what we see is kind of a you know if the same error repeats year in and year out and i'll just take canola as an example like it, it seems like canola is chronically underreported, or the production and the yield are kind of under 
guessed or whatever estimated in earlier reports and they tend to go up sometimes like you know in the 2013 year you can kind of see like that crop brought home a like just a bin buster or whatever it was and that was maybe something that you know you, you can miss something like that but it's more kind of the standard uh deviation or whatever you want to say is pretty wide like and it and it's in its one direction it's not kind of both directions like they don't miss in equal measures up and down over like a long period of time so that it evens out to zero like they seem to be missing to the downside and so this report kind of says you know okay they're acknowledging it which i really like i mean they're they're being very transparent with their data but i think my own opinion is like one of the things they're trying to create a pathway for is uh, more acceptance and more reliance on their uh, satellite measurement that they're starting to do. And until I see more information on the satellite side, I don't have any greater confidence in the satellite side than I do in their old kind of survey-based. Ultimately, you need a combination of the three things if you want to establish really reliable numbers. And you need some usage of technology, for sure, including satellites. You need uh, surveys to find out you know, what farmers and what the opinion is out in the country. And then the final thing, which I think is lacking, is you need boots on the ground. You need people to go out and verify in different areas what's being grown, uh, to look at it with their own eyeballs four or five times a year to kind of say, you know, this crop does that. And I think if you combined all three of those things, you'd probably have a better benchmark and a more reliable thing for farmers to kind of, and the, and the industry to gauge off of what's happening in Canada. And again, you know, does it matter if they thought that, you know, canola production was going to be 17 million and it, and it ended up at 19 million in any particular year? It doesn't maybe seem like that big of a deal to somebody just walking around in downtown Winnipeg. But the impact on the ending stocks and everything like that is very dramatic. And it means that, you know, people have a price expectation that maybe isn't realistic for a longer period of time than they should. And then when, when their price expectation gets back into kind of a normal range, then it's it's too late. Like, it's, it's hard to sell their crop because they've missed a valuable period of time when they could have been making some decisions. And they weren't making those decisions because they didn't have a proper access to information. And I mean, I know the information is being created. It just doesn't exist. But it's, I really commend them in, in their transparency of reporting all this. And I also commend them that they wanted do a better job. I just don't know if they're on the exact pathway that's required to give us the best possible benchmark in Western Canada. Saskatchewan Agriculture released its final crop report of the year yesterday. According to the report, despite weather challenges, crop yields were about par with the 10-year average. To kill a crop, you really have to kill a crop nowadays, eh? So these uh, new genetics and the new seeds that we're using through a variety of different crops are, are built to endure and they're built to yield. So even when we face like, you know, in some cases in parts of Saskatchewan, a double set of adversity, like a, a pretty dry growing season and then a pretty bad harvest season, we're still getting like pretty strong yield. And I mean, that's a real testament to the both farming practices, but also the biomatter that farmers are using in their fields to produce things now. FarmLink Marketing Solutions Senior Market Analyst, Neil Townsend. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Most, but not all, crops in east-central Saskatchewan have been harvested. That according to Saskatchewan Agriculture's regional crop specialist in Yorkton, Lyndon Hicks. Most of it for sure is. Um, there's, I've always uh, heard of uh, little pieces or pockets here that have kind of the weather hasn't cooperated with, and there's still a little bit left in those areas. Uh, but yeah, the vast majority of it is done. 
Hicks says that nice stretch of weather in late October allowed most farmers in the region to complete their harvest. That last 10 days, uh, a lot of crop came off in that uh, time and it allowed a lot of people around here to, to finish up harvest. So that was uh, very much appreciated, that's for sure. Hicks says crop yields in the region were average. Maybe even in some spots a little bit better than average. Uh, the quality is kind of all over the map. The stuff that, uh, or the crop that came off early um, before the weather came, uh, obviously the, the quality was better with that. Uh, once the bad weather came, uh, a lot of the grains, uh, the, primarily the cereals that came off uh, after that, the quality suffered. So um, it seems like, you know, the last couple of years there's always been some sort of a challenge was harvest and this was no different. Some areas of the province still need more moisture to regenerate topsoil moisture conditions, but not in east central Saskatchewan. Most of this region, uh, we've you know, we've got uh, we've got the moisture this this fall. So we should be all right. We also tend to get a little bit more moisture in this region generally speaking. So even if, you know, those pockets that are a little bit wet, this the spring moisture and the snow will hopefully be enough to tie us over. But yeah, the moisture shortage, generally speaking, is uh, a little bit more south and probably more focused south-central to southwest. Hicks says most farmers who completed harvest have been busy with fall field work. Then there's the, the individuals that are just kind of just kind of wrapped up and maybe they're a little bit behind in that aspect. But uh, I guess, you know, it'll, if we don't get a... the weather doesn't turn... Uh, to be favorable again this fall, then I guess it just maybe adds another step or two in the springtime. That was Saskatchewan Agriculture Regional Crop Specialist Lyndon Hicks. And the countdown to aggravation is brought to you by 2S Auctioneers' new online auction house. Start bidding today at 2sauctioneers.ca. A large number of foreign delegations will be in Regina to attend the Canadian Western Agribition in about 10 days. CEO Chris Lane says more than 1,000 visitors from 80 countries come to see the latest in Canadian livestock genetics. He says they come from as far away as China, South America and Africa. Well, first and foremost, Agribition is a marketplace for Canadian agricultural products. So not only um, the best breeding stock genetics in the world are at Agribition, uh, but we're also seeing an increase in interest to see what other kind of agricultural products that Regina and Saskatchewan produces. So for the first time, we're doing uh, tours of some manufacturing facilities here for farm implements. So, you know, we are finding that the more our international footprint grows, the more opportunities there are uh, to put buyers and sellers together on a global scale um, when it comes to all the kind of agricultural products that Saskatchewan has to offer. Canadian Western Agribition opens Monday, November 19th and wraps up Saturday, November 24th. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Here are the latest Viterra grain prices. Durham unchanged at 221.13. Feed barley unchanged at 189.63. Canola down a dollar ninety to 442.62. Flax unchanged at 487.52. Oats up a dollar thirty-four to 183.33. Yellow peas unchanged at 242.04. Feed wheat unchanged at 187.80. And number one red spring wheat up three cents to 248.70. The livestock quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574.
This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland I Stock here in Moose Jaw. Our Charlotte Semental sale was here on Tuesday. They sold to a strong demand on these top, top end tan calves. Heifer calves, they're still a little tougher to move. 72 to 78, nod cow into the low 80s on these butcher cows here on Thursday. Here's what happened at our Tuesday sale. The 475 weight tan steers at 242.75. 539 tans bring 231.75 and the 589 tans. Topped out at 216.50. 643 tans at 206 and a quarter, and the big 716s bring 204.75. 491 weight heifers bring 189. The 117 tan heifers, 539, bring 188.75. 657 tans at 179 and a quarter. We're going after the reds and blacks here on Tuesday, November 13th, which sale is full. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Dog a call at 692 this is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams market commentary for Friday, November 9th. Hams sold 6,900 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of 130 to 151 per kg. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,000 head, selling a range of 129 to 150 per kg. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, November 9th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 146.63, Hams Cash, 141.06, Thunder Creek Brickle 142.56 and High Life 150.23 dollars per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar is down 10 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3114. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.80 cents US. U.S. negotiated cash markets moved sharply lower in yesterday's trade as the industry is expected to break another record in weekly hog slaughter, currently estimated at more than 2.6 million hogs. There is broad weakness across all aspects of the pork complex, with the pork carcass cutout losing approximately $4 a hundredweight, or 5% of its value this week. Late this week, news broke that several more cases of African swine fever were discovered in three Chinese provinces that had not yet reported any outbreaks of the disease. This takes the official number of outbreaks reported by the Chinese government to 63, and represents the presence of the disease now in 17 provinces, or 50% of the 34 regions in China. On the outlook, mainly sunny with increasing cloudiness in the afternoon, the high minus 10, low minus 12 tonight, and tomorrow, light snow with the high minus 6 and a low of minus 12. In Regina right now, it's minus 13. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. For Jim Smully, this is Ryan McNally.